Then put your little hand in mine There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb Welcome to Groundhog Minute the podcast where we celebrate the 1993 classic Groundhog Day, one repetitive minute at a time. I'm your host, Sean. And I'm your other host, Dave. And joining us today, we have a special guest. It's Blake from Clerks Minute. I'm sorry, Clerks Minute. Welcome. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for thanks for welcome, stopping by. Welcome. No yeah. problem. It's, it's weird hearing you guys without the intro music. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We magically add it later. Ah, yeah. nice. Post-production. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. All post. It's the think system. You just think, I got you, babe. Exactly. It's stuck in your head after a while. <laughs> yes, it certainly does. <laughs> yeah, so thanks a lot for stopping by. We, uh, Blake, we've asked you here today to talk about Minute 89. So, Dave, mm-hmm. what is, what's what's so special about Minute 89? Well, in Minute 89, Fred... Fred and Debbie freak out with Phil's tickets to the Pittsburgh WrestleMania, and then they each give uh, Rita <laughs> each give Rita and Phil a nice kiss and hug of thanks. And then uh, Felix and his wife come over and thank uh, Doctor Phil, uh, Doctor Connors, uh, for fixing Felix's back. And Rita is very confused about what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I could I could see where this would be very confusing for Rita, and, and we kind of finished off at the end. I don't know if we mentioned it. I don't think we did, but the kind of the end of last minute, Phil is sort of reaching into his jacket mm. and in the, we see in the, what it is that he's reaching for in this minute. And it's two tickets to WrestleMania. And I think it's a it's a good sign that like they're both excited as a couple, Fred and Debbie. They're both really into, apparently really into wrestling and really I excited can. about WrestleMania. I would be, too. I would be too if the show was actually in Pittsburgh that year. Yeah. Well. Yeah. All right. Well, we got right to the note. Okay. All right. I'll do it. I'll do it. Set up, but but no. Uh Yeah. Here we are. No, he's right. Blake is absolutely right. There was no Pittsburgh WrestleMania that year. There never has been. No, there has. Yeah, there has not been. Uh, But Sean will be excited when we tell him that this past weekend, as we are recording on July fifteenth, there was a pay per view event. Uh, that took place right. in, in the in the PPG Paint Center Arena uh, called Extreme Rules. I don't know what the plot was, but I'm sure people I can were explain. excited to go. I can explain if you want. I watched that show. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a weird show. It had an Iron Man match at the end, a 30 minute Iron Man match at the end that you had many falls you can, and the crowd kind of thing. Over, oh, sorry, I sorry, my cursing. They kind of um. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry, let me try that again. The crowd are kind of um. Went into their own world in the main event. They were not happy, and they and it was a really strange crowd the whole night. Pittsburgh crowd, not good wrestling crowd at all. <laughs> that's why I'm. That's why I'm curious. Maybe they never have. They put a WrestleMania there. Maybe the I don't know. Maybe the Pittsburgh crowd is okay. But I've heard. I I, I used to be in wrestling, um, but I haven't since probably like 2002. Okay. So, uh, so I've been out. I think I got out when I think I got so turned off by Brock Res Black Lesnar's introduction. I think that's when I quit. I was just like, I don't like this guy. I don't like his plot line, his story. I'm done. And I just left. So that's pretty much. So I left around, yeah, I guess around like 2004, 2005. That's about right. Well, Brock Lesnar came in in 2002 and he was champion in, oh, he left in 2004. So it had to be before then. So, so he left yeah, in 2004. 
Yeah, I left. Uh, yeah, somewhere in that early 2000s, I remember just kind of like being in high school and just being like, I'm fed up. Fed up with this. <laughs> Moving on. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Well, Brock Lesnar is actually the champion right now in WWE, so. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm just bored. I'm just straight up. I would be bored. If I was a fan, I honestly would be bored. I feel like Brock Lesnar has had his time. And he's, I think he's, he's always been a heel. Like, I don't think he's ever been a good guy. He was, actually, for a little while. He was in, like, 2003. <laughs> there was, like, a little while where he was babyface. <laughs> okay. All right. Because I, right I always... Yeah, right now he's hated. In, I mean, he's hated in WWE. He's hated in the UFC. He's hated everywhere right now. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. Oh, man. Um, no, it's, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, Sean... Here's my, my uh, now, I, I, Rob, I just want to get ahead of Rob Black. Rob Black's already typing his comments in right now, <laughs> so I, I have to get ahead of it. Because he brings up, like, how did Phil get the tickets? And he had this idea about, like, Phil trading it in since, it, since probably there is no form of Ticketmaster or call-in tickets. And that's the whole point. He can't call into Pittsburgh. So he must have done enough work around the town to figure out who had WrestleMania tickets but who needed a favor, and somewhere on the line, he turned that favor into getting those tickets and then turned it into a gift for Debbie and, and uh, Fred. Okay. Yeah, I actually, I hadn't even really thought about it. I just assumed that there's somewhere in town that sells tickets. You're but, right, though. Uh, there could be. You're right. Yeah. There could be, like, like a, like a local hub where it's like, we got all the venue tickets, and obviously it was probably out of Debbie and Fred's price range, or or... Or, I don't know, or maybe they were sold out, but yeah, he was able to get the tickets somehow because he schmoozed. Yeah. Because, well, and these are the kind of things yeah. that sell out, right? This is a oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Kind WrestleMania, of no matter what the plot line's going down, it, yeah. it's always big time. It's sold out months, 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 months in advance. And I know this next WrestleMania is at MetLife Field in New Jersey, so <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> so. um what I, I think is that I think yeah I think their their honeymoon plan was to go to Pittsburgh and I think it was to essentially just take all their money. That's what we didn't get to yesterday. I didn't want to bring it up till now. Is I think they were going to take all their money that they were saving and rather than putting it into a wedding, they say let's just get a nice dress and a suit. Let's go out to the ball. We'll have some fun and dance. Then we go to Pittsburgh and then we just buy the money and we have scalpers now. Just now we have like tickets. we have like we have like yeah we have like maybe mm-hmm. seven hundred dollars and we'll just see what the best scalping deal we can get is. That makes sense, actually. That actually makes sense for this situation. Yeah, because I, yeah. I feel like I feel like uh, maybe the maybe the the commentary, maybe one of the scripts say it, but I feel like the WrestleMania thing that makes sense is kind of like shorthand for oh man, these new young couples they're into crazy stuff, aren't they? Like, I feel like that's what it, that's what it feels like when I watch is like like an old man looking going like these kids they just for their honeymoon WrestleMania isn't that crazy like that's what it felt like I, I'm sorry I'm I'm 36 if I got two tickets to WrestleMania I'd be flipping out too <laughs> I'm not gonna lie <laughs> what, I mean like yeah I mean nowadays. Like I yeah I have, I have friends and they're in their 30s and they 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 love WrestleMania. I go hey God 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 bless. I don't get it anymore, but God bless. Have fun. Um, so I was I'm trying to but in '93 I mean what, what's I, I'm guessing wrestling was about like WWE popularity as well. Like maybe 15, 17, 20 years old now. WWE yeah yeah the whole Vince McMahon big well WrestleMania WrestleMania one was '85 so. It's been, that's when Vince started taking over everything within the 80s. 
So okay. okay. And yeah, I mean, so yeah. Well, just in terms of like, yeah, trying to figure out like we're not sure when the movie takes place. Is it ninety? You know, it came out in ninety three, early ninety three. We're not sure if it's supposed to be ninety three or ninety two. But so WrestleMania is usually late March, early April, and yeah, so ninety two would have been WrestleMania eight already. But yes. but Hulk Hogan, like I guess, yeah, Hulk Hogan was uh, still wrestling at that point, and so WWE was a pretty big deal. Yeah, uh, WrestleMania eight was actually in um, Indianapolis, and Hulk Hogan was on the card, and he was facing Sid Justice, but Ric Flair was also on that show, too, against Randy Savage. That was actually a big show. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that was WrestleMania so, 8. <laughs> yeah. One thing I was wondering, and, and obviously we can look it up, we know, the you know, around this time, WrestleMania was not in Pittsburgh. There's been no WrestleManias. I think the closest they got was Indianapolis or Philadelphia, or Philadelphia later. 99. Yeah, 99. Um, is this something that maybe they're they're simulcasting? Maybe they're showing it in a theater, or maybe there's a smaller arena where they're putting it up on the jumbotron or something. You know, maybe that's you know they're not going you know to to WrestleMania per se, but they're going somewhere where they can see it. Is that like just okay. trying to think of what is Phil giving them tickets to? So outside of obviously pay per view watching it on you know on your cable and you're mm-hmm. paying for it. Uh, I I haven't heard about that happening in the '90s for wrestling. I hear obviously having with like specific movies, like I know, like Rift Tracks, which is like the Mystery Science Theater mm-hmm. for modern day. Right. Um, outside mm-hmm. of the Netflix revival, they do a simulcast, and so, so you that's go Fathom to the theater. Yeah, Fathom oh, Events. Yeah, and, does that's that. and, and that's the thing. That yeah, you're I've right. gone it's, to it's those. A special thing. I've gone to those. Fun. They're fun. They're fun. <laughs> so, but I don't know if there's any if 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 there's a Fathom Events if there's if. There's a a um, wrestling thing where they want you to go somewhere and watch it with other people. It always feels like they they rather get your money where it's like they want to they want to see how many homes they get it in because uh, I would assume probably they're they're doing some also some kind of like data mining where they're trying to see like where's the popularity happening so we know where to hit for the future years. Well, I know in the early days of WrestleMania, the first couple they did closed circuit in movie theaters. That was the first couple of years. But in the '90s, they did stop doing that. So I'm not quite sure in that situation. Yeah, that's. So I was yeah wondering, like, could they be going to that kind of theater showing or something, or maybe just? Yeah, I mean, it's just possible in this universe. WrestleMania is in Pittsburgh. True, it's also possible as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's easier. It's easier than like because I said like you know. Rather than having it in a in a far away town, because then it's kind of like where where is there? Because like it makes more sense that their honeymoons in Pittsburgh, because it kind of like it shows how local they are. Mm-hmm. That going to the big city is the honeymoon. Yeah, <laughs> it's like hey, we're just two couple kids. We only got a couple hundred dollars between us, and uh, we'll just go to the big city for uh, for a weekend or something. It'd be like being in New Jersey and going to New York. That yeah, kind of thing. it's like it's like yeah, it's like oh oh geez, like going to the big city so. Uh, so uh, we get more more lip kissing because I know we brought it up earlier uh, in, in, in our minutes. Yeah, where it's like everyone comes up and kisses Phil on the lips. Phil's getting a lot of action this evening. That yeah, was crazy. I, I, I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like like yeah, Debbie doing a lip kiss. And actually, I, I don't want to be rude, but I kind of did get a little creeped out because it was like this young like. You know, young teenager and then like an adult man. You know, <laughs> like you, like if it's like when it's when it's what's his face's wife, um, Buster's wife comes over. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, she's doing the old lady, like oh dear, kiss thing. Where it's like, okay, <laughs> like that's probably everyone. You know, there's women that do that, but it's like this young girl 
to like you know lean up and, and kiss an adult man on the lips with next to her husband is like, <laughs> I'll admit, I'll, and then again, then he gives you a read of the peck, and then she gives him that dirty look. A uh, lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of lip smacking. Hmm. I mean, I didn't read quite that much into it because, you know, we don't. We talked about it a little bit before. We're not sure exactly how old Fred and Debbie are. They're at least old enough to get married. Yeah, I mean, so it's not, and it's it's a friendly kiss. It's a you know, oh, thank you for the present. You you're such a wonderful guy. Kind of you just hug the man. That's all you had to do. You just <laughs> had to hug him, and then you moved on. Maybe they had huggers. I know the people don't like hugging, but I had a friend that used to just give kisses out because she liked to, not because it was a big deal to her. She was my age. So, all right. <laughs> but yeah, so we get, and then the, the, the double standard. So Debbie can kiss Phil and thanks. But then when Fred kisses Rita, yeah, I don't know. Is there trouble in paradise well, already? Oh, well, Rita, Rita didn't help get the tickets, you know? So it's like, well, why are you thanking her? She didn't get the tickets. Yeah, she didn't do nothing. <laughs> and he gave him a good solid handshake and, you know, and, uh, it's one of these things where it's like they go up to Phil and they're really excited and then like Rita's there, but Rita to them is a complete stranger, but they don't want to be rude to her. So mm-hmm. it's like, you will share in this affection, you know? That's what it feels like. It's like, I'm very excited to talk to you, Phil. And, oh, hello, madam. Um, are you with him? I will <laughs> nice share lady. this affection with you out of politeness. Because it's kind of like, oh, hi. You know, it's it, otherwise it would be like really awkward. So they make it double awkward where they just like, they they treat Rita with all this affection to go, and he, she's just like I'm just more confused and and just, and just and just disturbed by how how many people want to come up and, and embrace you for <laughs> helping them with these favors today. <laughs> it, it, it's a weird situation, I will say that. But well, we have another big one though in a minute, so we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will get there. Um, but be- before we move on, so. Fred and Debbie are freaking out. Fred's lifting Debbie up. He's swinging her around. They're so happy about the the WrestleMania tickets. And, like, they're kind of getting attention of the crowd. The people that are dancing around them yes. are looking over like, hey, what are these folks so excited about? And then, like, second 9, 10, 11, 12, around there, I think this is our best look yet of kind of the central Pennsylvania's version of Alexander Goodenough, uh, Carl from Die Hard. Yeah. We see him. He's right back there with his, you know, he's got the, the wonderful flowing, you know, platinum blonde mane yep. and his, uh, his like aquamarine sweater. Yep. And this is, this is the scene that made me think of, because we, we saw this guy from afar and I thought he, oh, he kind of looks like, you know, he kind of looks like one of the, the Eastern European terrorists from Die Hard. Yeah. But when we see him here, like he almost, I, I think he kind of looks like Larry's younger brother. He definitely, I don't know. Do you guys think so? Does he, you th- does he look at all like, like Larry to you or am I crazy? <sighs> uh, I'm trying <laughs> to think. Uh, I mean, well, you know, he, I don't know. I get, I get more of like a baby face David Morris out of him. Okay. I can see what you're saying. I can see what you're saying though, Sean, but I, I don't know. It's a weird one. Yeah. And then second eleven, he looks just straight at the camera. He's just looking straight at the camera. Yeah. Like, I thought he was looking at Rita. No, it's just straight at us. I'm like, hi, hi. How you doing? There's a couple. There's a couple extras I've noticed throughout these this dance that like because the camera's just moving through. It's just like, oh, a thing. Oh, I'm not supposed to look at that. And then they just their eyes then move back to their partner. <laughs> 
Oh, it's, it's like um, the dance sequence in Greece where they're not supposed to look at the cameras, but they always seem to. <laughs> yeah, they're all looking at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, before they leave, Sean, do you have any more uh, comments about uh, 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 Debbie's dress? <laughs> no, I think I, I think I've said enough okay. about about the dress. You covered it very well. And I just want to make sure you had all the covered. <laughs> I don't know. So, so Blake, what do you? I mean, do you have uh, any wedding dress opinions? What do you think about what what Debbie's wearing here? You know, it was funny if you didn't tell me that the wedding. I thought it was a prom dress. I'm not gonna lie. It looks like something that I saw somebody wear at a prom one time. I've been to a couple of them. Mm-hmm. It looks like something from there. <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm not going to kick that idea. That's actually an interesting idea to even save more money. They're using, they're like, they're able to fit still into their high school prom clothes. I'm not. Oh, that's a good call. Like, good call. like yeah. I said, if they're pinching more pennies, they're like, Hey, can you fit into your uh, prom dress? Yeah. Well, I got, you know, I got this suit here. It still fits me. I, I wore, you know, and, and, uh, and so I feel like that's, you know, that, that could be another yeah. little thing that adds to it rather. Cause there's no like veil on her. She's not wearing like any like tiara thing. You know, I'm not saying like the, the, especially with the, 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 the broche thing on the, on the shoulder reminds mm. me of that too. Yeah. I was looking the same thing. It looks yeah, like, the... like a corsage than anything else. Yeah. Corsages. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it looks like they're dead. They're ready. They're, they're, they're ready to prom. And they both look so young. I, mean, I think Michael Shannon was what? 21 or 20 here. And, uh, Hayden's a little bit older. I think she's like 23. Okay. Um, but to, to my eyes, I mean, they, they could be, this could be a prom couple. We, it, we, I mean, we know because they just said they they got married and they, you know, Debbie was getting cold feet and Phil talked to her and all that stuff. So, I mean, that's how we, we know for sure that this is a wedding. But if, yeah, if you took away the dialogue and you just saw these, you know, these baby faced kids, yeah. I, yeah, I could just as easily believe it's a prom and, or that, yeah, that could be her, her prom dress, which makes sense because if, you know, if you've been through a, a wedding planning process or a wedding paying process, as soon as you slap wedding onto something that like at least triples the price, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you want these flowers? Oh, a dozen roses are 20 bucks. Oh, it's a, it's a bride's bouquet for a wedding. Oh, then it's going to be a hundred. You know, they, yeah. they jack up yeah. everything. <laughs> so it, she'd be smart if just, you know, even if it wasn't her prom dress that she had from high school, just to say, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go prom dress shopping looking for something that's white. Or a light color rather than wedding dress shopping is just a smart move. That's a very good point. I never thought yeah. of that point. That's a good point. I didn't think of that. Damn. Yeah. Sean, a- you know so much about dress science. <laughs> <laughs> it's kinda it's kinda scary. It is. Well, so one one thing you uh, one thing I had mentioned I, I talked about the, the dress a little bit last week is just the those straps that she has is very thin shoulder straps on the dress. And as we saw earlier when the band's playing Debbie's really rocking out. She's dancing like crazy. And just those straps, they catch on your shoulder. They have a tendency to like roll down on your arm. And then if if you're dancing, if you're doing a turn or anything where your arms lift up, then it kind of catches on your skin. It's just, you know, it's, it looks good, but it's not practical. If you're going to be dancing and moving around a lot, those kind of straps, that's, that's all I was saying. That's more along the lines of a prom dress because it looks like easy (laughs) access at the end of the day. (laughs) (laughs) yeah there you go so yeah there's definitely a, a, a prom look to the to these couple so know. it does it does feel like the minutes per per not perfectly cut in half because pretty much at the 30 second mark 
we get the, oh, Dr. Connors. And honestly, I got to tell you, <laughs> now that we've been doing this movie minute by minute, this dance scene and this joke has gone on long enough. Like, I, like I'm glad this is the last one right now because I would have really stepped in the movie and be like, okay, we get it. We get it. He's done a lot of favors for people. <laughs> I'm curious. How many minutes has this been going on now? How many minutes? <laughs> it's been like, I think, what, five, six minutes, but... I think what, yeah. what I think what aggravates me is like the direction where it's just like twenty. It's it's twenty seconds of uh, a piano song, ten seconds of a classical song, twenty seconds of a fast paced song, forty <laughs> seconds of a slow song. It's like and, and, and the whole and so the whole time it's just like and then yeah, people keep coming up and talking to him and uh, like <laughs> when you're watching a movie, obviously that's it. You don't yeah. stop and you don't pick apart and you don't rewind and go bit by bit. But, like, I am just tired of this joke. And this joke is really pushing it. Like, oh, he faked being a doctor to fix this man's back. And this and this woman had to come up to him and, you know, I don't know this feels like... <laughs> This feels that this this joke feels like something out of an even cheaper comedy for me. You know what? You know what's funny? Yeah. And you're saying is this is drawing out. This is it feels like the problem we were having on Clerks, where there are literally moments of that movie where <laughs> one conversation lasts three to five minutes, and in this format, it takes forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, particularly with you know with Kevin Smith at that point in his career, so. Yeah, so not only do you have the scenes where the you know characters are giving these long speeches, they're monologuing to each other. So not only is there no action where the characters aren't moving around, the camera isn't moving around. Where he just you know he sets the camera down on a tripod, or he's got a very steady cameraman, and like, all right, we're just shooting these people talking. We're not cutting back and forth. We're not cut. Yeah, there's we're not cutting it up or anything. It's just a single shot. The camera's in one spot, and they're talking. There was an ultimate moment, and it also, and it literally happened to be three, one whole week of this for us in our world, the three episodes, one whole week of Dante working, talking to an old man, working, talking to an old man, and working. And I literally yeah. had a timer out. We have 40 seconds in the minute of him working, just sitting there looking at a piece of paper working for 40 seconds of the minute. I'm like, there's nothing to talk about! Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we had anything quite that bad. We did have, I think it was a full minute of uh, Phil talking to Rita in her sleep. Oh, I remember that episode. Listen to that. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, yeah, and and Ramus actually and and Ramus actually talks about it in the director's commentary where they didn't there was no alternate takes they didn't have any coverage they didn't have like close ups of of Andy McDowell or Bill Murray so it's just one solid shot for a full minute I think it was over like it it crossed over between yeah. days on the podcast but it was like a full minute a single shot no camera movement and and. Not even two people talking because one of the characters is asleep. Yeah. It's one character talking to another. Um, so, of course, we, we had the guys from uh, the Minute Impossible, from the Mission Impossible movies on for that minute. Because I'm like, hey, if you guys like action, <laughs> well, we've got a minute for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's just my sense of humor. That's fantastic. Yeah. But, yeah, so this is – so, yeah, we're going on our third minute of of – 
finding out about this wonderful day that that Phyllis had. This I can kind of see because everyone else who's come up before, like we knew about. You know, we we saw we yeah. know Phil did you know saved Buster from choking, and yes. um, we didn't necessarily see him play marriage counselor for Fred and Debbie, but we know that he knew them. He you know pointed them out in the diner earlier. Well, these are this is you know completely new characters, people we haven't met before. Yeah, is this have we seen them in the diner? Have we seen these? I do not recognize these people at all. Like, were they wearing? Maybe they were wearing different outfits, like in the diner or something. But I just don't recognize them. Like, I know he never talked about them or anything, but I just like I, that's not the guy in the red hat, right? That's a different guy. Yeah, the only thing I can think of, and I'm going back to look to see if there's if it if it's her or not. Though I think, yeah, the woman in this minute the, is the third woman that was in the car, the Dodge Dart that got the flat tire. Oh, that is her? That that Phil changed the tire for. So that, I think oh, she's even wearing the same shirt. I mean, that's that fine. If she's in the car, then that, that kind of connects her a little bit to the other lady. So it's like she was going to meet him some, at the thing, I guess, and the ladies are driving her over. So like okay I don't you know, I don't know why her husband wasn't there but maybe she was meeting him there she was getting ready with the ladies that that's fine fine I'll I'll believe that yeah and actually <laughs> yeah and actually she's wearing the same earrings even that she was she had a coat on in the car but she's wearing the same earrings that she was in the car so this is the third woman that was in the car that Phil changed the tire for so at least she's kind of a callback but yeah she's not but she's not thanking him about the tire. She's yeah. not calling him the fastest Jack in Jefferson County. Well, I guess, I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe it's like, all right, she did see him fix the tire, but like, you know, I guess her friend, the lady friends have been driving her around a lot because, you know, uh, uh, Felix, right? Right now, right? Is it Felix? Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess because Felix had the bad back. Bad back he couldn't so drive he or anything. Drive around, so she's yeah. been using her lady friends to have her drive around. So I guess he was going to meet her there somehow, some later, and then he, you know, so, you know, this whole, you know, Dr. Connor is, and, and, and so now I have to ask, like, does that mean that, like, Phil learned chiropractic or something, you know, like, and it's nice that he fixed this man's back, but it's like, I kind of feel uncomfortable because, like, Phil, you're also not a medically trained expert, and, like, how many times did you break this man's back before you fixed it? <laughs> oh, gee, I didn't think of that. That's a good point. Like, yeah. I just feel like, yeah, he, like he, does, he does like the Homer Simpson thing where he just like throws him in front of a trash can and then breaks the man's back. He's like, huh, well, I guess that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> he tries the, tries the Bane trick where he drops him on his knee. No, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that wasn't it. Yeah. I mean, we, wow. we, we saw... <laughs> I mean, yeah, we we saw Phil go through the various process when he was like trying to seduce Rita and, 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 you know, how that went. And we, you know, the repeated, repeated times through that day. So yeah, just apply that principle, but to this poor man's back. I still like a a man who's like, has a bad back and Phil's like, let me fix your back. Like, who are you? Let me fix your back. Cause you know, (laughs) unless, unless Phil did an even bigger con where he tried or he gaslit this man into thinking that he's a doctor in an office and he. You know, he like he tells the doctor, "Oh, go down the the hall." I heard I heard someone was crying for help, and the, that doctor runs away. And then Felix walks in the office. He's like, "Hi, I'm Doctor Connors. Why don't you have a seat on the table, and we'll uh, we'll fix your back?" You know, like, <laughs> and you're like, "This is not good, Phil. This is not good." And uh, I guess I guess what bothers me is that you know they leave and everything, and they did the joke, but that like he's like she's like, "What what's going on, Phil?" He's like, "I just don't know." And I'm just like, "Stop." lying thing is boring like just uh like he doesn't 
Like, he's like, I don't want to tell you till after the dance, then I'm going to tell you that I've been in this town for thousands of years. Right. See, I thought this was interesting because previously well, we've seen that, you know, <laughs> Phil has... <laughs> Just, you know, I, I noticed that the contrast, because previously, you know, Phil wanted to share this, wanted, some of it was specifically trying to get close to Rita, but I think some of it was just in general wanting to share this experience, to not be alone, and to try to explain to her what was happening, and he wanted her to believe, and now in contrast, it's, not only is he not bringing it up, he's, yeah, he's trying to, he's trying to avoid the subject, you know, she's saying, what's going on and he's yeah. playing dumb like oh I, I i don't know you know he's he's kind of reluctant to talk about it now no no, no you're right no because like i will i will admit like you know you apply the previous minutes where there was we knew that there was at least months if not years where he spent just sitting in the bed and breakfast every night forcing mm-hmm. himself to go to bed alone because he didn't want to like bother people he didn't want to look at rita he didn't want to do anything and so you know that contrast to now where it's like even even putting the favor thing aside, like just him mingling with all these people, it's like really exciting because like he could do this like so many times where he could just like mingle throughout the dance and talk to new people, and it's this party atmosphere. It's like it's kind of like um like the variables thing where it's just like how many variables because there's all these different people here. He could have like multiple different styles of conversation with people and right. and mingle and just enjoy the company of people. Um. Because it's like, you know, you got this guy over here and this lady over there. And you can kind of like, what if I went from here to there? And I, what if I had these two people talk and then I talked to them? How would, you know, like that would be a whole, that's a whole new variable, you know? That's like the exponentially like amount of like, you know, we got, let's say 200 people in this room. Uh, you know, the exponential variables of like getting different people to talk because, oh, uh, I, oh, Cindy, do you know Gary? And, uh, you know, he could like fake that he knows both of them, get them to talk and then he could talk to both of them and. You know, he could play, he could essentially play like a matchmaker all around this room, just getting people to meet each other and stuff. But then none of it will matter tomorrow if things don't break though, so it wouldn't matter anyway. But, but, but what I mean is that like, you know, he'd be excited for the new opportunity to talk to different people the next night. Oh, true. Like mm-hmm. the newness of it, where it's like, rather than, you know, only 10 people in a room, you can only have so many conversations. Uh, and even if you mix and match that conversation, you can only have so many. 200 people in this room and everyone's purposely having fun and exciting and you have liquor involved too you uh yeah i mean there could be variables of ground of the groundhog day ball where he didn't play the piano he didn't fix anyone's thing but he still had fun laughing and dancing and stuff and just enjoying the company and then he goes all right cool goes to bed wakes up the next day he's like yeah, i'm gonna talk to that that blonde guy over there i want to see what his story is you know yeah i get what you're saying mm-hmm it comes out of it yeah what are you going to do with eternity? And then, uh, um, let's see what I have a note here. One to say, I mean, well, you got, no, you guys go. I just talked. You... Well, the only note I have is that I just wrote down that he actually had to clarify that the doctor is, is an honorary title, which I thought was funny. <laughs> just had to clarify that. Like, no, I'm not a real doctor. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Just in case she was starting to question. She had to... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Not a real doctor. <laughs> Oh, man, that's just made me laugh. Uh, okay, so right at the end of the minute, it's almost perfectly timed here. He goes, are you, what are you, you want the shorter version or longer? Yeah. He goes, I really don't know. Uh, yeah, long version of the short. Start with the short. 
and go from there. And that's why I feel like that's where Sean and I would come in in business suits and briefcases and go, man, why don't you sit down and just oh, we crack the briefcases open inside yeah. the microphone and, and headsets. We just put them on and say, hi, I'm Dave. This is Sean. And we're here. For, we just immediately just admit it. Just like update her yeah. on the podcast. Is the really long version. Yeah. You need a bulletproof presentation though. That's what you need. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Slide no PowerPoint. A PowerPoint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like an animated groundhog on it. And now, if you see yeah. here on my next slide, blueberry waffles. <laughs> <laughs> the daily special. Oh, I like yeah. that. I think the the only other thing I had on this minute was just sort of a, a the 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 observation that uh, Rita wears her watch. With the face on the inside of her wrist instead of the outside, like normal people. I don't know how that's comfortable. (laughs) I'm not sure how that's comfortable at all. I I think I brought up in another. You brought it up in another episode. I have no clue how that's comfortable. Then again, I also wear an Apple Watch, so it's kind of hard to wear it inside out. I don't get it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I don't know for like if there's a real. You know, I mean, I know we all talk about police. We talk about soldiers. Like, you don't know where it's. You want to get glare. And, yeah, maybe, like, the reflection could distract somebody on camera. But that's 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 getting really, like, minuscule on a, on a topic. Uh, so, yeah, I guess it's just she's just concerned about she's accidentally going accidentally gonna to break it or something. That's the only thing I can think of, like, why she wouldn't have it on her, uh, her outside. That she's worried about breaking it. She just gives it the inside. Yeah, that's... I can yeah, see that. Could be. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless just and maybe as a producer, she needs to, I don't know, be like holding stuff in her hand and see the watch at the same time for timing segments. That's or... Oh, I didn't think of that. Horrible. That's a good point. Yeah. I thought about it. I didn't horrible. think of that. Yeah. Stay, staying busy at the, at the thing and you can't. Yeah. You got your holding this thing and yeah. Yeah. Okay. All, All right. right. Um, so uh, that's all right. Yeah. That's. All right, that's me for eighty nine. I, right. I want to say I don't want to talk about anything uh, on the the because uh, my next note's about bachelors and stuff. And I don't want to get into that one yet. So we have all right. Well, yeah, save that for next minute. Okay. So, uh, you know, Blake, we want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, where can our listeners hear more of you? All right, so you can find me. I'm I'm actually in the middle of um three separate projects <laughs> at this moment. <laughs> but in August, I'm actually taking a break from one for main reason of vacation. I host. Obviously, Clerks Minute, which is on summer summer series mode, and we're talking about the animated series currently, and that's on every other week process right now. That's fun. Every other Friday morning. Um, I host the Blake and Sal show, which I've been doing for five years now, and wow. it's a lot of fun, and um, we do that every single Friday, and we have a special like live event going on in New Jersey, which is on our Facebook page right now that we're hosting when I'm in Jersey for vacation, so we're hosting a big event out there. A live show and everything. It's going to be a lot of fun. While you guys are in Denver, I'll be in Jersey. It's kind of funny how that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then also, that's the Blake and Sal show, Clerks Minute. And No Days But Today is my rent podcast, which is currently on hiatus for the month of August. But you should go listen to it if you like the musical Rent. Because actually, I'm very proud of our last episode. Because I had a lot of fun editing it. And I'm very proud of it. So go listen to that. It's all on um, iTunes iHeartRadio, and now we're all over Spotify, which I'm very excited to say. I'm so excited I keep Ooh. saying it to people. All of our shows are on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> so, and um, you can find me on Twitter at Riley21106, and all my shows 
at the name of the show. That, that's easier that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so people should definitely check that out. Um, I haven't had a chance to, to check out the uh, the No Days But Today yet, but I, I, I'm certainly interested. I want to check that out. And uh, I was a big fan of the, the Clerks Minute. Uh, so enjoyed that and looking forward to uh, well, Sean was on the, twice. The summer series. Sean was on yeah. twice on the main show. That was a lot of fun. He came on and then he's like, after he's done, like, I want to come back on. I'm like, okay, we'll get y'all later in the season. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah, this actually, we've been starting to record Clerks too, and it is more guests than we had last season. So <laughs> it is crazy all the stuff we're doing over there on Clerks too. It's actually a lot of fun coming in October. So yeah, well, so uh, so that's it for us. Uh, thank, thank you, Blake, once again for, for joining us. I hope you can stick around and, and we'll do it again uh, Well, on another today. I, I may be able to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Listeners, we want to thank you for listening and we will see you tomorrow if there is one.